I'm a humble man. Did you feel you don't belong? I won't say you should follow me. You are welcome. You are loved. Join us, and we shall reach the promised plane. I'm not boastful, and my chorus is more soulful. One of joy. We can't see. One lacking pain. What you we are the cult of what love. Seems to one of us. One of us. gentlemen welcome it is uh wednesday night at 8 p.m and you are listening and watching and experiencing and probably touching yourself to the cult of odd i'm odd this is my cult and you're part of it now that we got that out of the way welcome everyone so we are jumping in to part two of yes virginia there is swamp gas but before we get to all that we got some stuff we got to talk about real quick one we've got the patreon.com forward slash cultivate if you want to catch the whole episode that's your best bet um but also thank you 421 downloads for our last episode so for part one it was downloaded 421 times. And when I saw the number on that, I went and I started counting. Okay? And I got all my fingers out and one, two, three, four, five, you know, all the way, counted all my fingers. Hey there, Mr. Sandwiches. But yeah, I, I counted all my fingers and all my toes, you know, using them to see how many lifetime downloads remember we're a two-year-old show we can't even fucking you know use spoons yet properly five thousand lifetime downloads in two years that's 2500 a year if you break it up i'm fucking amazed this is this is I've said before, this is therapy for me. This is this is my chance to basically just scream at the fucking world about whatever's rolling around inside my head. And uh, you folks seem to enjoy it. So thank you from the very bottom of my heart. 5,000 downloads is amazing in two years. I've said before, I, when, when I left for a few years, when I got out of podcasting and all this for a few years, when I came back to it, I had to do some research because I needed to know what the new standards were. Because you've got every celebrity that ever celebrated uh, with a podcast these days. So I, I figured the metrics had changed. And when I came back to it, it said that if you can average 30 downloads in the first week of release... You can count yourself as a, 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 a burgeoning six, towards success podcast. 
You were doing good. But everything I read, too, said don't get disheartened. Because it could take you three years to get to those 30 downloads. And they said, keep at it. Keep plugging. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Keep on keeping on. And I went, all right, 30 downloads in a week. And it should take three years to get there. These are, these are acceptable. Let's see what we can do. And you know what? It did start slow at first. Um, we had issues with people being able to find us. Um, we did a brand change and whatnot. But we hit our 30 downloads a week pretty quickly. And then we blew right past those 30 downloads a week. And we started averaging 50, 70. You know, I was shaky depending on who the guest was, what the show was about, you know, whatever the content was, it, it depended. But then all of a sudden, I know who you are, Matt. That is our, uh, that is our researcher, uh, Mr. Matt Roberts. He is Sandwiches Malone. Um, he has uh, been helping me out with this series. and uh, But yeah, so uh, we crept up 50 and 70, and then like we hit our 100th episode. And then I had a nervous breakdown, essentially. And I needed a few months to just be away from it. Just be away from everything. Be away from everything that needed my fingerprint to touch. And when I came back to it a few months later, I noticed that episode one oh episode one hundred had shot up to two thousand downloads by itself. And I went, What the fuck? How'd that happen? I was like, All right, well, hold on, no, let's think about this. Okay. We were gone for a few months, so people were probably going back and listening to that one, or they were finding it at that point. It's, it's been a while. 2,000 downloads, it's possible. The audio quality on that one is fucking terrible. That was the last episode I believe I did using the old way. And here we are. Uh, we are episode 103, I believe. Episode 103, I think, is this one. And, uh, you know, the last one, 421 downloads in two weeks. In a week, we had crested 200. So, thank you to everyone. Every single one of you that have, have listened or given it, uh, suggestions or shared or bought merch or anything. And, and by the way... When we cap off this series, there will be a new piece of merch to go with it. There there will be something fun that I have created to commemorate this series. So how the fuck is everyone before we jump in? You know me, I, I kill a few minutes, pander, patter, you know. Everyone having a good time? I see there's six of you watching. Uh, Mr. Matt is in the house. Mr. Uh, Rob... Uh, Guys, I got to get a link from him, but uh, I do want to tell you, not a sponsor, by the way, I genuinely do enjoy it, 
I got coffee from Sailor Rob, all right? Which makes me think of some redneck version of Sailor Moon. Sailor Rob! Sailor Rob! Sorry. Um, I assume you like boats, Rob, but my brain goes to Sailor Moon and it, it really just does, like, my brain is picturing Boomhauer from King of the Hill dressed up like Sailor Moon. And unfortunately, my mind thinks it's silly enough that it's here for it. I, you know, mm, yeah, no, <laughs> not going with that either. All right. <laughs> Rob said, it's okay if it helps. They called me cock rings in the Navy. Nah. <laughs> Nah, no, no, we will not, sir. <laughs> um, but uh, <coughs> uh, Rob runs a a, a, a a coffee mill, um, and we actually had uh, a batch from his coffee mill called the Darkest Fuck. Uh, it did. It looked like fucking topsoil. Like, you open the bag, and it's like, this man just sent me a bag of dirt. Until that coffee smell hits you. But yeah, taking one look at it, you're like, I just got pranked. This motherfucker sent me dirt. It's good dirt, but he sent me dirt. Uh, it is some of the best coffee I have ever had. And uh, if you are a coffee drinker, um, keep an eye out for this episode. We'll we'll toss uh, we'll toss a link up for where you can purchase the coffee that comes out of his his uh, mill. Um, I don't know if they're still doing the darkest fuck roast, but uh, if not, all of the other co- that was top quality. I assume everything else is. Uh, let's see. Sandwiches said, fantastic, sir. Open to chat questions, book recommendations, or anything. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's, it's, that's not a me setting. Oh, well, I can fix that. Hold on. Ah, you can see. Yep. As you can see, I was blinded. All right. It'll let me do it. Sorry, Rob. Uh, chatters, uh, unless they are uh, uh, moderators, do not have that permission. That way we don't have people that come in and just spam links and whatnot. But... Uh, I see Skelly in here. I see Rob is in here. I see my wife in here. Hello, dear. Matt is in here. Hello, Woodgood. I saw Woodgood in here. Uh, so tonight we are going to talk about the incident that I read about that kind of kicked all this off. Uh, we're also going to talk about the 
congressional hearing that happened, um, Gerald Ford's uh, placement in it. Uh, again, we're only doing two hours now. We're doing two hours twice a month. If you want more than that, go back and listen to the old shows. <laughs> I also uh, um, posed a question on the uh, on the Facebook group, and uh, I will ask it here. That way, those of you who are hearing or watching this later can comment. If I were to decide to do away with the Patreon and give you guys the full show every time, how many of you would be amenable to making sure that you sub here on Twitch or that you make a regular donation to help keep us running or you ensure that you try to pick up merch once in a while? Because the reason that I set up the Patreon was to try to monetize it a little bit, to try to help offset costs. But nobody signed up for the Patreon except for four or five people. And to make two to three to four different versions of this is a lot of work. And if the Patreon is unnecessary at this point, then there's no reason to keep doing it. Or we can switch the Patreon over to being, you want to hear the interviews I'm doing? Cool. Get them from the Patreon. You'll get the full episode, um, and then you could go to the Patreon for extra content. But I am thinking about doing away with the, the fun size version and the full version going to Patreon and just putting the full version of every episode out. So I put it to you, my dear listeners. What would you prefer? Now keep in mind, with Twitch, you can subscribe uh, using your Amazon Prime account if you want. You know, so you can gift subs to other people. You can, I can even set up, a, there, there's a, a fucking merch store. The ad just went up. There's a merch store that I could tie to this. So I ask, is it easier? Would it be easier? Would it be more beneficial to just let you all sub to the, uh, the Twitch channel here? And then if you do miss the episode, it's still out there. You know, a sub here means you don't got to watch uh, Twitch's ads that they roll every 30 minutes or so. And you don't miss anything. I don't know. Anyways, it's up to you guys. You tell me what you would like. And we'll go from there. Uh, you can email us at cultivat at gmail.com. You can comment on any of the numerous YouTube videos that are out there. Um... You can even message in here, you know, when we're live, because we're, we're, we're live pretty often. Um, when we're not doing the podcast, we're playing different video games. I know that's not everybody's thing, um, but it is somewhere that you can come hang out and, and chat and just be distracted for a little bit. So, whatever. Anyways, let's move into 
tonight's topic, shall we? Yeah, my wife says the same thing. Who wants to edit it? Who who wants to make those clips? Who who wants to 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 take that on for me? <laughs> Cuz right now, your good buddy odds stretch super thin. That's that's why I'm kind of thinking the the Patreon might go bye-bye. Cuz it's one less thing that I have to worry about. Oh, someone can make the clips for me, and I can upload them. I just don't want to have to, to sit and fucking edit it. Because here's the thing. When it comes to making clips of the show, I don't know what's funny. I'm sure that's pretty self-evident because you guys have been here long enough uh, and whatnot. But uh, without the self-deprecating humor there, I genuinely don't know what's funny. I don't know what's worth clipping. I don't know what's worth putting out there. Like, it's weird to, to say that I've been doing this for so long. But I genuinely have never, like, I've always thought that that would be a great idea, but I've genuinely never known what I should clip and put out there. Maybe, like, the little in-betweens and stuff that I do here, like the, the little clips that are only, uh, I don't know, like, not even 10 seconds long. All right, we'll see. Um, all right, so into tonight's topic. The incident that actually brought this all to my attention that uh, popped up. Now, first off, we've been having a boom in UFO sightings for a while now. And speaking of interviews, before I forget, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to keep backtracking. Uh, Matt is actually reading a book right now um, of a uh, ufologist and he is going to build me out an interview so I can speak to the person. See, but that's just audio. I don't have video to go with that. Anyways, um, yeah, so there is an interview coming that'll be uh, an add-on to this series um with a uh, a ufologist and a, a person who has had experiences so uh but Matt is reading the book and building out the questions for me um I love my research everybody in the the chat what can you do what can you do I want I want pyramids for chat or I want pyramids for Matt right now I want I want to see pyramids in the chat right now for the cult of uh, the, the little emojis that we have. I want pyramids in the chat right now for Mr. Matt Roberts, my researcher. I will wait. Right now. Everybody do it. Matt, don't do it for yourself. Are they? Oh, my bad. I don't know why those are all locked. I don't remember locking them. Come fix things when I'm not here. <laughs> I'm never not here. I get it. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't remember doing that. I don't. 
I sleep occasionally. All right. So 1966, there was a rash of UFO sightings in our area, up uh, up near Dexter, Michigan. It's not our area, but we live in the state or anything. There were a rash of UFO sightings, and we've had a lot of uh, UFO activity in the country over the last year or so, and it's been ramping up to be more and more as of lately. And, of course, everybody was posting little snippets here and there, little things on Facebook, Facebook. Uh, blurbs about this and that and i saw one i think it was a comment left on a post and said what about what happened in 66 in michigan well dear viewers that led yours truly down a rabbit hole and uh i don't know if you guys uh, know how me and rabbit holes go, but, uh, yeah, I, I go deep sometimes. So I, I started to, to check, uh, this and that, and there, there wasn't a lot that I could find initially online till I, I, I did some digging. I had to <clears throat> go into the Ann Arbor Public Library, uh, look for photos that at least had people's names tagged and start digging based on that. And, uh, it was uh, an interesting occurrence, to say the least. Uh, it was an observation over a farm in Dexter, Michigan in 1966 that started the whole congressional hearing and everything about aliens, bringing it really to the forefront. <clears throat> a series of lights were seen hovering and then zipping across the sky. Reports came in from all over the area. One Washtenaw County Sheriff deputy was quoted as calling the objects whatever they were, the weirdest things he had ever seen. Despite the official explanation, flares caused by gases bubbling up from swamps. See, I told you, Virginia. Yes, there is swamp gas. Many people were unsatisfied, and an investigation was called for by, the then, uh, by then Congressman Gerald Ford. It wasn't long before that uh, UFO mania had swept the nation. UFO UFO reports were pouring in from all over the country. This was the era that sparked Hollywood's love affair with aliens, leading to blockbusters like E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, if you remember, it takes its name from the uh, system that J. Allen Hynek had set up for uh, interactions with the aliens. And as we, if you remember from our last episode, the third kind is not only, you know, seeing them, but making contact with them and possibly being either abducted or uh, at least being inside the ship. So, um, Walter Cronkite was anchor of CBS in 66 as well and had a report titled UFO, Friend, Foe, or Fantasy which featured the Dexter incident. Uh, there was a teacher in the area at the time named Her Harry Wilmus. He described a particularly strange series of events involving Alan Hynek, the scientist brought in by the Air Force to investigate the incident. Uh, one after
afternoon, not long after the sightings, Heineck spent several hours looking for evidence in the Dexter Swamp. Uh, he was accompanied by uh, Washtenaw County Sheriff Douglas Harvey, who led the local response to the sightings. Afterwards, on the trip back from the swamp, Heineck told the sheriff he still did not have an explanation for the sightings. Now, if you remember, too, we talked about uh, a, a sighting in Ohio where the, uh, the uh, police chased what they saw in the sky along with several other, you know, Ohioans. Um, these supposedly happened either the same night or right around the same time within a day or two of each other. Because often when you're reading about the 66, they mention the Ohio one um, and link them as being the same lights. After Heineck said he didn't have an explanation for the sightings, they uh, later on, back at the sheriff's office, Heineck received a phone call from Washington. It is reported that Heineck stepped out of the office after taking the call, coming back a few minutes later looking shaken. Wilness said he had his head down and he was mumbling, swamp gas. Swamp gas. It was swamp gas. And Wilness says that he didn't think Heineck knew what swamp gas was. On Sunday, March 20th, 1966, is when the sheriffs received reports of a UFO landing in a wooded, swampy area of Dexter Township. Police spoke to Frank Manor, a truck driver who had gone into the swamp with his son, here's what Manor told police. We got to about 500 yards of the thing. It was sort of shaped like a pyramid with a blue-green light on the right-hand side. And on the left, there was a white light. I didn't see no antenna or porthole. The body was like a yellowish coral rock and it looked like it had holes in it. Sort of like if you took a piece of cardboard and or, or a piece of a cardboard box and split it open. You could see you couldn't see it too good because it was surrounded by heat waves like you see on a hot road or in the desert. The white light turned to blood red as we got close to it and Ron said, "Look at that horrible thing." People, the thing that I think makes me most curious with reports is how detailed some of these reports actually are, right? Like, you get some people like, yeah, I saw lights in the sky, it was in the shape of a triangle or, or something like that. And then you get reports like this. This man clearly saw something. These are not descriptive, descriptive things that I, I, I know people are creative and everyone has some ability in them that you may not be aware of. But like 
when they give explanations and they they give clear descriptors like i don't know about the rest of you but as i was reading that aloud there was a picture forming in my head and i could see it fairly clearly i don't know about the rest of you but that's what leads me to believe that there there is definitely something out there it would be an awful waste of space if we were the only creature living in it now whether and and you know whether i believe that there are aliens from outer space or that they're creatures from another dimension or hell they may even be us from the far-flung future coming back trying to right the ship or maybe progress us along a little further than where we were either way these people are genuinely seeing something right they they're experiencing something there's no doubt about it well anyways all these reports and all this attention um brought Gerald Ford, who was a representative and soon to be president. And once Gerald Ford entered the, the chat, the conversation forever changed about UFOs. Michigan reported a growing number of sightings of unidentified flying objects in 66. There was a sense of concern among people in his capacity as representative of the state's 5th district. Ford expressed his concern to Congress and proposed a congressional inquiry into the situation. And Ford didn't shy away from the spotlight when, UFO, uh, when UFOs were receiving a lot of media attention. A pre-hearing press release he issued called for the government's transparency and attacked astronomer Hynek for being flippant. According to Ford, the Science and Astronautics Committee uh, or the Armed Service Committee of the House should hold UFO hearings and invite testimony from both the executive branch of government and some of those who claim to have countered UFOs. Politically, he was all in. And we actually have, let me pull it up here, um, because the internet is a beautiful thing sometimes. We actually have the press release from that era. Congressman Gerald Ford, House Republican Leader, News Release. Washington House Minority Leader Gerald Ford, a Republican from Michigan, today proposed that Congress investigate, investigate the ra rash of reports and sightings of identified flying objects in southern Michigan and other parts of the country. Ford said he believed a congressional inquiry would be worthwhile because the American people are becoming alarmed by the UFO stories. He noted that the Air Force investigators have been checking on such reports for years, but have come up with nothing conclusive. In the light of these new sightings and incidents, Ford said it would be a very wholesome thing for a committee of the Congress to conduct a number of hearings and to call responsible witnesses from the executive branch of the government 
and witnesses who say they have sighted these objects. I think the American people would feel better if there was a full-blown investigation of these incidences, or the incidents, uh, which some persons allege have taken place. And uh, in the uh, the second part of it, which kind of just goes over some of the stuff we just said, uh, Ford is not satisfied with the Air Force explanation of the recent sightings in Michigan and described the swamp gas version given by astrophysicist J. Allen Hynek as flippant. Ford has received a number of telegrams and letters from individuals anxious to see congressional investigation of UFOs. This uh, is the letter that Ford wrote to uh, George P. Miller and L. Mendel Rivers, uh, Miller being the Science and Astronautics Committee, uh, U.S. House of Representatives, Washington, D.C., and Mendel, Armed Services Committee, U.S. House of Representatives, Washington, D.C. as well. Dear Chairman Miller and Rivers, no doubt you have noticed or noted the recent flurry of newspaper stories about unidentified flying objects. I have taken special interest in these accounts because many of the latest reported sightings have been in my home state of Michigan. The Air Force sent a consultant, astrophysicist Dr. J. Allen Hynek of Northwestern University to Michigan to investigate the various reports, and he dismissed all of them as the product of college student pranks or swamp gas or an impression created by the rising crescent moon and the planet Venus. You know, we just stop right there before I go any further. How ridiculous that actually does sound. Like, I know it was way back when times. Well, not way back when times, but like way back when for us. Um, it, it just... What the hell caused that? Oh, well, you see, Venus was waxing right around the time that the moon was rising. And it was a crescent moon, one of them cut-out half-moon things, you know, what, what, like you see on the outhouse. And, uh, well, you see, some swamp dash came bubbling up, and the next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire, and uh, here we are. But it does. It does sound like someone is like trying to feed you a line of bullshit. I'm not saying that Heineck was right or he was wrong, but that description really does sound like someone's he shoveling a hefty load of bullshit your way. I can't blame Ford for being like, nah, fuck it. That nerd don't know shit. Come on, we got aliens. Let's find them. We'll make them voters. They'll pay taxes. Uh, anyways, uh... I do not agree that all of these reports can be or should be so easily explained away because I think there may be substance to some of these reports. And because I believe the American people are entitled to a more thorough explanation that has been given to them by the Air Force to date, I am proposing that either the Science and Astronautics Committee or the Armed Services Committee of the House schedule hearings on the subject of UFOs and invite testimony from both the executive branch of the government and from people who have claimed to see UFOs. 
I enclose material which I think will be helpful to you in assessing the uh, advisability of an investigation of US UFOs. May I first call to your attention a column by Roscoe Drummond, published last Sunday, in which Mr. Drummond says, Maybe all of these reported sightings are whimsical, imaginary, or unreal, but we need more, a more credible and detached appraisal of the evidence than we are getting. Mr. Drummond goes on to state, We need to get all the data drawn together to one place and examined for more or uh, examined far more objectively than anyone has done so far a stable public opinion will come from a trustworthy look at the evidence not from belittling it the time has come for the president or congress to name an objective and respected panel to investigate appraise and report on all present and future evidence about what is going on. And this is just somebody that was in like the, the Sunday news. It was a column. Uh, basically, shit ain't right. I think they're lying. Prove me wrong. Ford goes on to say, I agree fully with Mr. Drummond's statements. I also suggest you scan the enclosed series of six articles by Buckley Griffin of the Griffin Larrabee News Bureau here. In the last of his articles, published last January, Mr. Griffin says, A main conclusion can be briefly stated. It is the Air Force that is misleading the public by its continuing campaign to produce and maintain belief that all sightings can be explained away as misidentifications of familiar objects such as balloons, stars, and aircraft. I have just today received a number of telegrams urging a congressional investigation of UFOs. One is from retired Air Force Colonel uh, Harold R. Brown uh, from Ardmore, Tennessee, who says, I have seen a UFO and will be, able to, will be available to testify. Another from Miss Ethel M. Davis of Eugene, Oregon reads, Nine out of ten people want the truth of UFOs. Press your investigation to the fullest. Ronald Collier of Los Angeles, who identifies himself as a scientist from MIT, urges that you do everything in your power to make Air Force Project Blue Book, the Air Force name for its study and verdicts on UFO reports, known to the people. Are we to assume that everyone who has says he has seen a UFO is an unreliable witness? A UPI, UPI story out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, dated March 21st, 66, states that at least 40 persons, including 12 policemen, said today that they saw a strange flying object guarded by four sister ships land in a swamp near here Sunday night. Matt Sorrell of uh, Station WJR Detroit cites an eyewitness account of a recent UFO sighting by Emil Grenier of Ann Arbor an aeronautical engineer employed by the Ford Motor Company. He points out that the aeronautical engineer can hardly be considered an untrusty, untrustworthy witness. In the firm belief that the American public deserves a better explanation than thus far has been given by the Air Force, I strongly recommend that there be a committee investigation of the UFO phenomenon. 
I think we owe it to the people to establish credibility regarding UFOs and to produce the greatest possible enlightenment on this subject. Kindest personal regards. Sincerely, Gerald R. Ford, M.C. And he did. He, he, included, <clears throat> he included letters with it. Uh, he included other articles and uh, pieces of information. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Do, do, do. Yeah, kindest personal regards. So, hold on. So that first news release was on March 25th, 1966. Ford sent the letter on March 28th of 66. <clears throat> he also sent the, the newsletter out. Um, and then, let's see, what's the next date here? All right, so April 3rd, just about a m little over, what, like a week later? A statement by House Minority Leader Gerald Ford. This was uh, a news release. This, this means Ford put this out. Ford okayed this to go out. His people were like, yep, whip it, zip it, and send it out. As I had expected, some persons have ridiculed my call for a congressional investigation of unidentified flying objects. These people are a fraction of those who have given me their reaction to the, my proposal. The overwhelming majority of those expressed a view in letters to me believe a, their view in letters to me believe a congressional investigation would be useful and is needed. Those who scoff at the idea of a congressional investigation of UFOs apparently are unaware that the House Armed Services Committee has scheduled a closed-door hearing on the matter Tuesday with the Air Force uh, that Representative or uh, that Representative Joseph E. Kurth, a Democrat from Minnesota, uh, headed a three-man subcommittee which held two days of hush-hush hearings five years ago on behalf of the House Science and Aeronautics Committee. Karth has confirmed in conversation with a member of my staff that he conducted these secret hearings. The present Science and Aeronautics Committee Chairman, George P. Miller, uh, has shied away from a UFO probe at this time, saying his committee does not have jurisdiction over the Air Force, but that uh, late... Uh, Representative Overton Brooks obviously had ideas because he uh, tapped Karth to summon the Air Force witnesses and question them after a flurry of UFO sightings in 61. Karth has informed me that his subcommittee made an oral report to the full committee but never released anything to the public. According to Charles F. Uh, Dunkender, the committee staff director, no record was made of the conversation between Karth, subcommittee members, or the Air Force witnesses. The hearings, he said, took place in Karth's congressional office. I have never said that I believe any of the reported UFO sightings <clears throat> indicate visits to Earth from another planet. 
Apart from pranks and natural phenomena, some of these objects may well be products of experimentation by our own military. If this is so, why doesn't the Air Force concede it and in this way reassure the American people? There would be no need to go into detail on the nature of the experiments. Let's see. April 21st. Another news release comes out from Ford's people. The Air Force has informed me it is arranging for a study of by high-caliber scientists from some of the UFO sightings which have never been explained. This study will be placed under uh, contract soon after July 1st, the start of the new fiscal year. It will be carried out by a university which has no close ties with the Air Force so that findings will be completely objective. Air Force officials tell me those people engaged in the study will be high-caliber scientists who have never taken a position on UFOs. Uh, it will be made clear to them that they are not, to, are not being hired to come up with findings in support of previous Air Force statements regarding UFOs. Uh, the Air Force said there is too much effort involved to ask these scientists to make this study without pay. The report will definitely be made public, the Air Force assured me. The whole purpose of the study is to clear the air as far as the public is concerned. This, of course, was my purpose in recently requesting the public hearings on the subject of UFOs to be conducted by either the House of Armed Services Committee or the House Senate Net. Uh, Science and Aeronautics Committee, or Astronautics Committee. Uh, it was a result of my call for a congressional investigation that the Air Force is now is arranging for a study of UFOs by top flight scientists. I would have preferred a congressional investigation with witnesses to include reliable persons from among those who say they've seen UFOs. I still think this would be beneficial, but the UFO study... Uh, by a panel of scientists with the report to be made public is a step in the right direction. <clears throat> no, we don't want to talk about it in public. Why would we? Why would we want to... Uh, why would we need witnesses? You know, we, we know what we know, right? There's something that we are, are, are working on. It'll be a third part. So I'm going to tease this right now because it's getting close to the, the time where the fun size will get cut. And uh, the rest of you that are here live will get the rest of the show. And those of you that uh, haven't signed up for the Patreon yet won't get the rest of uh, our conversation here. But again, let me know in the comments on the YouTube video of... Uh, what you would be okay with, you know, moving forward. A sub to Patreon, or a sub to Twitch, or we continue the Patreon, and you only get the fun size. It's up to you. Um, but the, it, I, I had this thought, because Matt and I are working on part three. <clears throat> part three is going to roll us into talking about the real men in black. Not the, the movies that we've seen or, you know, the the pop culture version. But the true and real men in black. 
And I believe the Men in Black started all the way back right around Project Grudge. I think that's when it started. If I remember correctly, that is when the Air Force stepped in uh, just before Blue Book and stepped in and started take, yanking credible witnesses. Like anyone that they thought was credible, <clears throat> the Air Force got to and, and, and talked to. And they left all the crackpots, whack jobs, and, and weirdos for Heineck to sift through. Which, of course, wasn't going to turn very much up. I believe that the, the folks that that originally started to investigate the the sightings that the military took as credible are what eventually became known as the men in black and 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 the wife doesn't believe that the men in black are human uh, they, she doesn't think that they're from here so i'm wondering if because all right so the men in black don't go to everybody right i could see a ufo tomorrow i've got a radio show i got a big mouth i could blab it all over the place but if it was real if what i saw was truly something from another world there's a good chance that them boys in black suits might show up to have a conversation with your uh, fair cult leader here. But if it was just swamp gas reflecting off Venus, yeah, no, they wouldn't give a shit. And there are some cool stories that we can talk about when we start getting into the Men in Black too. But I really do believe that that right there was the beginning of the quote-unquote Men in Black is because it's the it, it started as the military officials that were yoinking legitimate witnesses people who were explaining things in a way that the government was like okay yep you know something come talk to me you might not be able to talk again after this but come talk to me so i i'm excited to tackle that part i really am because the men in black have always I like that shadowy shit. I like the creepy stuff. I like the weird stuff. That's why we're talking about UFOs to begin with. Um, but, like, it, w it would be interesting to have a conversation and speculate on the Men in Black moving forward. Anyways, that's coming in part three, which <clears throat> will be in two weeks. Uh, which uh, Mr. Roberts has uh, very, very, very much graciously uh, helped us with um, okay so back to to this uh, this is a news release from the office of the assistant secretary of defense and public affairs it was uh, in Washington DC uh, the date on it is October 6th 1966 so this is in the same year that all this happened so the sightings happened in March Ford got involved and started pushing in April. They were supposed to have started studying in July. Oh, uh, you're you're speaking the wife's language there. 
uh, I'm sure she would love to research that with Matt because they are both kind of true crime nuts. Um, so th they were supposed to do the study in July. It is now October 7th of 1966. If people want to hear me talk about it, I will. How about that? They're just meh. If that's it, you know what? Fine. Put it together. Bring me the info. Let me build a show with it. Or let me build out a series with it. I acquiesce. Okay. So October 7, 1966. Air Force selects University of Colorado to investigate unidentified flying object reports. The University of Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, <laughs> Boulder, uh, has been selected by the U.S. Air Force to conduct independent investigations into unidentified flying objects. And uh, anyone that helps out with the show, too, by the way, gets gets uh, a shout out and gets uh, gets recognized. I, I, I can't pay you. I'm not there yet, but uh, you definitely will get the recognition. Um, a research agreement valued at approximately $300,000. In 1966, $300,000 just seems like an astronomical amount. Is being negotiated with the university by Air Force Office of Scientific Research to analyze phenomena associated with the UFO sightings and to make recommendations on the Air Force's methods of investigation and evaluating UFO reports. you got to remember, too, up until this point, they were just deny, 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 discredit, 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 to the point where they went so far as to contact Disney and other celebrities. And we mentioned this last time to get them to dissuade the public like to dismiss ufos you know like who who was a big star could you imagine john wayne walking in and being like you know uh you don't worry about them ufos it's the commies you got to watch out for yeah elvis presley swiveling his hips you know don't step on don't step on my blue suede space shoes i, I don't know but, like, whenever whenever anyone's like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, do you realize how right most conspiracy theorists have been? Like, if you really start looking at, like, the high notes for conspiracy theorists, we're pretty good. I, I, they're pretty goddamn on point, all right? There's some shit that's just completely batshit crazy and bonkers. But there's enough times where they've been right that I don't just automatically discredit someone when they start talking crazy random theories. You know, uh, propaganda has been around for a long time. And propaganda can come to you in many forms. And we have witnessed a lot of it over the last few years in the form of disinformation. And that is exactly what the U.S. government at that time was trying to do about UFOs. It was disinformation. You know, everyone likes to say that their their 
likes to think that their government would never do anything to harm them, never do anything against them, never, you know, turn their backs on them. But they were actively doing it in like the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. And over UFOs, over fucking flying saucers. How much of a non-issue would you really think that would be? You know, because the think of the time period, think of what else was going around, going on in the world and the country. Uh, you know, especially where our country was sitting in a position of things going on in the world. Aliens and UFOs are the thing that they're going to be like. Yep, that's what we need to uh, put all our focus on. Mm -hmm. Yep, little green men. We're going to tell them it's all fake. It's wild to me. Anyways, um, a report is expected to be made uh, to the Air Force in early 68. So they were giving them two years, right? Two years to conduct this study. Dr. Edward U. Condon will direct the scientific phases of the work, while Robert J. Lowe will serve as a project coordinator principal investigators working with dr condon will be uh dr franklin e roche roush uh no that's roch roach roach yeah that's roach okay and dr stuart w cook dr condon formal former directive of the national bureau of standards is a professor of physics at Colorado and a fellow of the Joint Laboratory for Astrophysicists or Physics, which is co-sponsored by the university and NBS. Mr. Lowe is an assistant dean of the university's graduate school, and Dr. Cook is a chairman of the university's psychological department. Dr. Roach is an astrophysicist with the Environmental Science Services Administration. Colorado is expected to select several other universities to take part in research. These and other consultants will bring the number of scientists involved to over 100. The National Academy of Sciences has indicated its willingness to assist by appointing a panel at the time the Colorado report becomes available to the Air Force to review the investigating team's work. This panel will not be part of the investigating team, but will provide a further independent check on the scientific validity of the method of investigations. So they were just, they were getting ready to do checks on checks on checks, right? They were just like, all right, cool. These people have been independently hired to investigate. Cool. We're going to have someone independently investigate them. And invest or invest investigate their investigate what the fuck investigate their findings. Uh, ow, sorry. Uh, in announcing the selection, Air Force Secretary Harold Brown said, "We are more than pleased to be able to place this grant with respected individuals in a university of such high standing in the scientific community. Additionally." The location of the university should provide invaluable to the investigators since the National Center for Atmospheric Research and the research headquarters of the Environmental Science Services Administration are both located at Boulder. 
Uh, these organizations conduct research on the properties of man's natural environment, specializing in the physical characteristics of the atmosphere and the near-space medium. Air Force Project Blue Book files, as well as any other UFO information in the possession of the United States Air Force, will be made available to the team. Additionally, all Air Force investigations within the U.S. will assist the team if requested. The investigators will, however, conduct their research independently of and without direction from the Air Force. The decision to enter into a research agreement for the work was based on the recommendation of the Air Force Scientific Advisory Board, which completed a review of the resources, methods, and findings of Project Blue Book earlier this year. While complimenting the Air Force on the organization of Project Blue Book, the board recommended that the program be expanded to include investigations of selected sightings by independent scientists. <clears throat> Within the Department of Defense, the Air Force has the responsibility of investigating UFO reports. The Air Force has been investigating such reports since 1948 under its role of air defense of the United States, and the university's research does not alter Project Blue Book's responsibilities of receiving, investigating, and evaluating UFO reports. This, uh, there's a letter here from Bryce Poe, Colonel of the United States Air Force. It is directed to Mr. Ford. It is also dated for October 7th, 1966. Dear Mr. Ford, Dear Mr. Ford, Knowing your continuing interest in, the Air, in Air Force matters, the Secretary of the Air Force has asked me to inform you of our selection of University of Colorado uh, to conduct independent investigations into UFO reports. Attached is a copy of the news story scheduled for release at 11 a.m. Eastern today, October 7, 1966. Uh, if further information would be helpful, please let us know. So Gerald Ford was like, nah, fuck all that. We, uh, we need answers. And you're going to give them to us. And when we come back, we're going to take just a, a quick break, give a clean cut for me for later. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, thank you so much for checking out this episode. I hope you uh, come back. Uh, join us on Twitch. You can find us at twitch.tv forward slash cultivod, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash cultivod for now to, to uh, either catch us live on Twitch or hear the whole show later. But stick around. We've got a lot more weird stuff coming, and we've got the findings, and we'll start diving into some of the other UFO shenanigans that are from the area. I guarantee we'll be white, white back. Wow. We'll be right back. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with me? One of us, one of us, 
Our series on UFOs could use your help. If you've seen something or had an experience that you couldn't quite explain with something in the sky or possibly aliens, by all means, please send me an email at cultofodd at gmail.com. That's cultofodd at gmail.com. And we'll protect your identity. But we want to hear your stories, so send them to us. And thanks again for downloading.